0: It was quite a a relaxed, lively sort of place. It was the Jazz Age as well, so people were thinking a lot about music.
1: In 100 Years, 100 Objects, stories from the collections of Lancaster City Museums, we're delving into the collections to discover objects that can tell us stories about the past and make us think about the present and the future. I'm Millie Wellborn, Museum Assistant at Lancaster City Museums. Here on 100 Years 100 Objects, we're singing the praises of one of our most musical objects. It's printed sheet music, which helps us understand how Morecambe might have sounded in the 1920s. Today's object is a copy of the Take Me Down to Morecambe One Step by A. Hickman Smith. The version of this song that has survived in our collections is printed sheet music. The pages are somewhere between A4 and A3 in size and the front cover has been printed in multicolor. There is no image but the title of the song is printed in bright red, green and blue. It also tells us that it was written and arranged by A. Hickman Smith. The song was written in 1926. We asked Peter Wade, a local historian who leads guided walks around Lancaster and Morecambe, to tell us a little bit more about the background of Mr Hickman Smith and his music.
0: Well, A Hickman Smith was Arthur Hickman Smith, and he was also known as Hickey Smith or Mr Hickey Smith, so quite, quite an informal kind of character. We know he had a music shop, and that was on the Central Pier in Morecambe, Now, a music shop then, which is the 1920s, was very different to a music shop today. So it was all about pianos and piano music and maybe songs as well. But the idea that you would gather around the family piano and enjoy singing. So uh, if you could buy the sheet music of popular songs in the day, then you'd have a kind of uh, musical postcard or souvenir that you could take home and enjoy afterwards and, of course, share with all your friends and family. So it's very much a social thing as well. And so Mr Hickman Smith made his living out of selling sheet music. I think it would be pretty much always played live. People might have had gramophones and at that time might even have been the old ones with cylinders in, never mind (laughs) records as we would recognise them today. But maybe they could have been on sale as well. But otherwise, apart from playing the music yourself, there there weren't any ways of accessing it otherwise. So you might hear a band playing it, but really that's, uh, that's going to be it. I imagine it's a bit like a march, quite a jaunty little piece. And then, of course, it's got the reference to Morecambe itself, which which sort of underlines the postcard nature of this.
1: Hickman Smith may never have risen to the heights of fame, but Peter explained to us how this song has another famous name attached to it.
0: Thora Heard, born and bred in Morecambe, learning her trade, there eventually being discovered by George Formby, no less, as well. Well, she left school at 14, which was quite normal for the time, and wanted a job. And this is where uh, there were some family strings to be pulled, because her dad, James Henry Hurd, was the manager of the Central Pier So that meant that he knew Mr Hickman Smith and he knew as well that he was in need of a a new assistant for that summer season and so young daughter Thora, 14 years old, straight out of school, just the person to do this because of course she already learned to play the piano and she was a A pretty hot dancer as well. She'd been doing tap dance classes since she was a little girl. So she would no doubt be more than familiar with the details of the one step. So it would just be a a summer season job. And I think she moved on to uh, other things later on. But sadly, in uh, 1933, the Central Pier was destroyed in a fire. Away with that went, sadly, the music shop. Poor mister Hitman Hittman-Smith was left (laughs) with just a pile of ashes.
1: The Take Me Down to Morecambe One Step is a fairly short piece and has words for two verses and a chorus. The lyrics read, I don't mind the rushing and crushing one has in the usual way. I don't mind the hurry and worry and scurry if we're taking a trip for the day. I like to be down by the seaside when carnival time comes along. So take me away with you to Morecambe Bay with you where we can sing this song. The carnival's progressing yearly. It's bound to get better, we know, for everyone's willing to help it along and make it a glorious show. Each time it gets better, each year seems to give it more zest. We'd like it to stay for many a day, for of carnivals it is the best. Take me down to Morecambe, where it's bright and breezy. Take me down to Morecambe, if you wish to please me. Take me down in time for the carnival. That's the time for me and you let's join the happy crowds with bright eyes glancing. Let us have the merriment, the fun and dancing. Everyone seems crazy, so I'd really like to go down to the carnival with you. But is this an accurate reflection of what Morecambe was like in the 1920s and what other sorts of music were on offer to residents and visitors?
0: Well, it would have been very, very busy. It wouldn't be quite the the peak. There were two peaks. One was the 1890s. The other one was the 1930s. So it's sort of post-Great War. So people are starting to come back to the seaside for their holidays. It's an era that was known actually as well as the Roaring Twenties. So it was it was quite a, a relaxed, lively sort of place. It was the Jazz Age as well. So people were, were thinking a lot about music. They were hearing a lot of it. They were out in the ballrooms in Morecambe, dancing to it. And uh, all of this helped the sales of music. Because if the the band on the uh, Central Pier was playing this particular song, or if uh, they could play it on the piano in the shop as well, and they had a little card on the top of the piano, so if anyone think, oh, I wonder what that is, they just looked at the card and they would uh, be able to part, I think it was sixpence or something for the music, so they would be able to take a little bit of walk home with them.
1: Peter told us where people could have found music in the Morecambe of the 1920s.
0: All of the ballrooms would have their own band. So that would be the Central Pier, the Tower, which was had a wonderful sprung floor. Everybody seemed to comment on that. And the Winter Gardens. So they, they were the three main ballrooms. So each of those with their own resident orchestras. But then the theatres did as well, and I know at the uh, at the winter gardens, the audience would arrive early, about half an hour early, just so they could sit and enjoy the orchestra, so uh, they would be you know playing the latest tunes and, and so on. So uh, the theaters, the ballrooms, you could hear music there, and then um, I suppose there'd be one or two virtuosos, as it were, doing just solos on pianos and whatever. So uh, you'd hear quite a lot of music. There would be brass bands, perhaps in the parks as well. There were the two bandstands as well, one in the West End, one in the Central Promenade. And there was a man who had to collect money from the, uh, the listeners and he always cast the net very wide. So as long as you were in earshot of the the bandstand, then he thought it reasonable to ask you to cough up for the uh, the pleasure.
1: But what about other songs written for Morecambe?
0: Now, the most notable ones of all are by Edward Elgar, no less. He was persuaded to be an adjudicator at Morecambe Musical Festival, and that was in 1903. So he comes along he listens to the choirs, huge number, something like 5,000 people competing in this. And he has his arm twisted further in that he's persuaded to write a song for the festival, which is a setting of a poem called Weary Wind of the West. And so that's performed for the first time. Elgar, tremendously impressed with the standard of singing, He writes in a letter afterwards, the musical heart of the nation lies not in London, but somewhere further north. So a little bit mysterious, but he means Morecambe. (laughs) And he's persuaded to come back several more times, again to to fulfil the duties of, of an adjudicator. And along the way, he allows more songs to be premiered. In so they're not actually written for Morecambe, but they're premiered. A couple of them are dedicated to the leading lights of the festival. One of those was a clergyman, the Reverend Gorton, and the other one was a bank manager, basically, but music was his, his passion and his hobby. These are songs still perform titles like Evening Scene and There um, is Sweet Music. My Love Lies in the Northern Land. I think that was another one. And so these are songs performed originally in Morecambe, but performed still because they're part of the great canon of Elgar's output. So they're recorded as part songs, originally on vinyl, but then, of course, you can get them on CDs. And then, of course, nowadays, no doubt on downloads and such things. And they're still performed as well. So um, I was listening to one of the, uh, the Promenade concerts a few years ago, and the first item was Elgar's their setting of very sweet music. And so you get the rather plummy and traditional uh, presenter sort of announcing how this had been performed, first of all, at the Morecambe Festival, and then, of course, a, a live performance as well. And so we have the Crouch End Festival Chorus. I'm not making this up. They really do exist. Uh, and they gave a concert a few years ago at the Queen Elizabeth Hall in London. And all six of Elgar's Morecambe songs put together and then with a modern piece as well.
1: Before he left us, Peter told us what happened to the music scene in Morecambe just after the 1920s and whether the town ever had another song named after it.
0: I suppose it's fair to say that after the 1920s, things go a bit quieter musically. Although certainly there were notable musicians living in Morecambe, particularly a man called Sam B. Wood, who was the leading light behind, I think it was the Rastrick Brass Band, Brighouse and Rastrick, I think. So that's into the 1950s. And then you get more more contemporary things. So the Heartbeats, which is one of the the local bands, they would do songs about Morecambe or specific places in Morecambe. And one or two other modern songs as well.
1: Thank you for listening to 100 Years, 100 Objects. Why not listen to some of our other episodes, where we look at everything from hordes to Hugh